cliffcentral.com. 360 Biz on cliffcentral.com. It is 360 Biz. My name is Dr. Welcome to another, 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 and another, and another, and another exciting installment of 360 Biz. I'm not alone in studio. I'm with my boy, Bulalani Bal Bal. Are you good, boy? I'm alright. I'm fit. I'm, u- I'm used to you wearing straight cap. Yeah. Today yeah, you come. Ah, uh, no, my man. This cap is. Oh, this is, guy. Okay. Yeah. That, that's, let me, let me ask, ma'am, is this kept straight? It looks kind of slanted to me, so definitely. <laughs> and, uh, slanted. No, man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm a bit uh, heartbroken, a bit. Why? Um, so <laughs> I, I was drinking coffee on my desk at the office earlier. Okay. I spilt the coffee on my laptop. Mm-hmm. It took me an hour, hour and a half to try and get it going. Some of the buttons aren't working. Aish. And then as I was, it's, it's no, no, listen, and as I was coming back here mm-hmm. and I left it on the fan in that hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So as I was coming here, it started to work a bit, but some of the bots, buttons weren't working. And then like over months, I spilled water on the keypad again. Oh. So, oh, finally, like my whole day was ruined. But apart from that, I'm good. I'm, I'm happy. I'm alive. It's, uh, it's Wednesday. I'm used to it being Tuesday. I'm used. To, I'm so used to the show being on Tuesday. No, I'm, I'm, I'm also fit to having gotten used to the Wednesday thing. Eh? It's, it's new to some of Why us. Why are you so casual today? Oh, fit to, you, you see, what's you see, going on? Though? No, what's, I mean, what's up? I'm trying to be you, but I saw. No, I mean, I'm trying to be you. I saw. Trying to be me. If I'm gonna wear a suit <laughs> and listen that, on, I yeah, no, I see. In fact, it's it's said that I'm trying to be you and you're trying to be me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> if I and, had horns. <laughs> yeah, and and for me, I I don't want to be too serious. You know, the next thing the doctor becomes deep. You know, but we're having a doctor today in studio. The next thing it becomes deep here. You know, but I mean, good thing at least no one is wearing a suit and tie. So it's like we all got the memo to say we need to be casual <laughs> about today, right? Yeah. And I mean, I'm not feeling so good. I was supposed to see an ENT specialist as well, so maybe we could just do something in ENT. The yeah. yeah, that's too much English. But what is ENT? I don't know what an ENT um, specialist is, but it sounds kind of cool when I say it because um, average people don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding by the okay. average. No, definitely. Um, and Can we, I just please uh, answer my, my phone? Ah, bruh, I'm kidding. That, 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 that is rude of you, Fit. You know, I see we've got uh, beautiful ladies that are sitting here in studio. Um, mm, tell us about them. Um, so we've got a beautiful lady today um, who's in studio. She's just going to tell us a little bit about herself and what she does. I mean, she's done, she's doing phenomenal work mm-hmm. with regards to um, youth development, leadership and all that stuff. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I mean, I think that before I jump into anything, we've got her bio, her very long bio. Mm. I mean, maybe you could jump in and just uh, say hi to our listeners, tell us who you are and what you do. And the the beautiful lady on my left could also do the same. Hi, I'm Chrissy, Crystal Cave. A lot of people know me as the world changer. I mm, a lot of people. <laughs> yes, <Okay>. a lot. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I'm the founder of Youth in Action Africa, and I also run uh, World Changers on the Move. Also, that's under um, World Changers. So we, you know, we work a lot with young people from everywhere. Um, so that's what we we focus on. We, we we help young people to 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 you know to recognize or to see their potential in, in what they can do in the communities. And and we you know we, we we believe that this is a generation of world changers. Um, when young people come together and 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 do stuff together to change the world. Mm. So that is me in a nutshell. So I I don't like saying I do a lot of things. I just like calling myself the world changer. There. Mm, okay. Okay. That sounds amazing, right? 
Sounds good. Yeah, what do you good. do? So, um, hi everybody. My name is Elizabeth Ranoto. And um, so basically, I'm a part of the World Changes um, on the Move. And just my, my role in, in that uh, is that I am a communicator. So I communicate everything that we're doing and put it out on the ground. So communications and marketing. Yeah, oh. communicate. Ish, yeah, that word, hey? <laughs> Comes lady. Okay. So you've got communication issues at home, call her. She'll communicate. She'll communicate. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean you, you know, you spoke about, um, what, what is world change? Though? I mean, you know, um, many people, you know, when we, when we look at the word world changer, if we, we all want, it, it, it says a lot about itself, changing the world. But how are we changing the world as young people? Are we changing the world through public speaking? Are we changing the world through, you know, I don't know, like conversation, having communication, you know, it's very big. So we look at it as the, we, t- we took the entrepreneur, uh, 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 um, what, 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 that, that, the, the definition of an entrepreneur, that's someone who sees a need, you know, and, and, and implements that need in the community. And what we've been doing is that we, 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 we've been focusing in disadvantaged, uh, communities, you know, um, where young people have a different, uh, perspective. Uh, perception of how they view life you know um, there's a lot of young people who are part of our program that are you know amazing they are artists they 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 are so talented in what they do and we believe that you know if, if we, we just said that we want 10% of the world as young people um, whether you are doing something different from what we are doing but when we come together we are young people who are changing the world mm-hmm. yeah and I mean you know you spoke about uh, youth in action so what's the difference between youth in action and uh, world changes is world changes your personal brand or I mean what's the diff- what's the pinnacle difference between the two and what do you get done there okay with youth in action uh, 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 what we focus there more on you know on just going to public schools and 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 and, and giving uh, uh, doing motivational talks but the world changes under youth in action because I mean it first started being personal when I was still in Durban when you know uh, some lady just said to me oh you're a world changer so I thought to myself if I could just put that in the organization it would be much better if I can incorporate it there so with youth in action we 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 know we Young people come and join And we focus We help them to engage Into social activities And give back to, to, to the community Now with the World Changer Program It's different Because we focus on three gears We focus on leadership Entrepreneurship And then the students Came up with the one That's us Which means let's talk So that's where we have Like different discussions Different uh, um, You know They do drama They do all of those things So World Changer comes Falls under Youth in Action Africa That's why whenever We're hosting an event We always say Youth in Action Africa presents world changes on the move cool and i mean you know of all the different things that you could have done you're doing um what what is considered a social entrepreneurship why this particular thing i mean uh, i believe that there's a difference between a calling and you know you know and and something that there's a dream you know for me um i grew up in, in in a community where I was I was told that I could never you know uh, amount to anything I could not you know uh, uh, reach that goal that I want to I'm a I'm a dreamer I dream too much and my heart has always been with young people I am young myself you know but um, that's just way I I I I think that it's it's my calling I, as much as we don't uh, get. Mula, that much on it. But if you do something, if it comes from your heart and you have passion, then you'll give it your all, you know. Um, I think you can also just add on that mm. as well. I think, you know, just to add on what she said, it's so interesting that we as young people just go through all these um, facets throughout life. We, 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 
especially people who are called to do something. If you're not, you know, you're not born to be a doctor, you're born to be an artist. Um, how do you even just explain that, put that into words? And I think what we're trying to do, what she's really trying to do is to cre- create a platform of people, um, who, who understand where you're at and trying to just put everybody on the same level and say, be celebrated in your own calling and gift. Hmm. I like so that. at just the age of 23, she's not only a world changer, runs this amazing organization, she's also an inspirational speaker. Tell us a bit about that. Yes, um, I've been doing speaking from the age of 16 because that's when I started my organization at that time. And, um, you know, being more of an inspirational speaker is just me sharing, you know, um, my past experience and what I'm still experiencing now because a lot of people see me, they, you know, everywhere, television, radio, and they think that I come from this amazing uh, family, you know, which I'm not from. But uh, I believe that, you know, that there's a saying that says that the future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams. And I believe that I believe in the beauty of my dreams. And I want to share that with other young people as well, you know, where we, 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 we unlimited. You know, with world changes, we are definitely unlimited. And with the kind of uh, events that we've been doing, what we are planning right now, you know, we are st- setting that standard. And and we and we just thank God as well, you know, because you know whatever that we do, it, it, it we don't just do it out of uh, uh, um, we want to be recognized, but it's it's unity. And also the, the, there's there's a man above that 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 guides us. So for me, you know, inspirational speaking is more of just sharing, you know, what I know. I don't know everything, but I, every day is a learning curve for me. I learn and I share what uh, uh, um, I've I've, I've experienced and and what I believe that young people need to hear as well. So, you know, tell us a bit about some of the the activity or other events that you guys host. Do you guys have have any upcoming events or programs and stuff? Yes, we have upcoming events. We have World Changes on the Move tours. So we're looking at four different cities. We're starting next month. Uh, in KZN in Durban with our first tour, the 26th of, uh, of November. We, you know, basically the, 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 the purpose of these tours is to, uh, get young people to be involved more in our programs and because we are going to be hosting World Changes on the Move, uh, awards next yeah. year. <laughs> so that's something that we have World been Changes working. on the Move. Awards, yes. Wow, that's nice. Something, oh, yeah, I know yeah, it is. Uh, hopefully, I mean, when you guys are closer to that, you, you'll you come back um, so that we tell people about it. Yes, definitely. And they get to apply and definitely mm. be part of this mm. initiative that you guys are running. I think even with us being here right now, is to create awareness in twofold, mm. you know, both to the potential nominees and also to people who'd want to be, you know, um, supporters of this movement. So, yeah. So where do people find you guys? Uh, people can find us on Instagram. We are at Youth in Action Africa underscore. And we are also on Facebook, Youth in Action Africa. And Twitter, at Youth in Action A1. Yeah. <laughs> I almost knew it. Yeah, it's the new one. <laughs> Before I let you go, um, I read a bit of your, uh, of your bio. Tell us a bit about your book. I mean, is there anything you can share at this point? Um, yes, I can. Teaser. <laughs> well, my, my book is, is titled The Curtain. I'm launching it quite soon. Um, it, it, it's conversations that I, I had with the Lord. <laughs> you can be confident to say that. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I was, you can't be apologetic about that. <laughs> yes, yes. Mm. Um, it, it shares more on how he was, you know, the things that he instilled in me, showed me what to do. What I'm doing now is not something that is just, I thought about, but it's something that, uh, that he showed me. So it's conversations and also, um, more of inspiration and, uh, uh um, um, and just, you know, um, 
I, I guess, you know, I, I find my strong point in writing. That's where I express myself more than when I'm, when I'm speaking. And the book is more, it's going to inspire a lot of young people who are, you know, unbelievers, who don't believe that they can, you know, they can do, uh, all things that him who gives them strength. So my, my, my book is going to be very inspirational and, and I can't wait for, for, for people to read that. So yeah. <laughs> Hmm. No man, thank you very much. Uh, thank you to you guys for joining us. Come back when you got that book. <laughs> thank you so much no, for having it, us. As thank well. you very much. Thank no, you. Definitely, ladies. Um, thank you. Looking forward to having you again in the new year. Yes, What's definitely. <laughs> Whatever your term of endearment for your prize rod, four banger, four by, barge, beamer, beater, Benz, big rig, bike, breezer, chori, chopper, clanker, crotch rocket, genka, ghetto cruiser, hog, hobdy, hypermiler, jalopy, junker, combi, lambo, land barge, pimp mobile, pocket rocket, puzzle jumper, render rock scoot, shagging wagon, shitbox, sled, tank, warrant wagon, there's only one place to visit if you're looking to buy a new vehicle, autotrader.co.za. With simple navigation and over 62,000 cars to choose from, it's a no-brainer. Visit autotrader.co.za today and find your next set of wheels. You're still tuned in to 360 Bears. You're still listening to Tabahoma 40 right here on Cliff Central. Um, you've, you've just joined in. You've just missed out on a very interesting discussion um, that we had with two ladies um, that are up to changing Africa, that are up to changing the world. And then some of the exciting things they've spoken about, um, it's actually the awards um, that they're actually launching um, next year sometime. But we're definitely looking forward to having them whenever they come in back. But we're continuing with our discussion, uh, SMEs and their demo, um, determination to succeed. I mean, we will also take a further look into how executive pay is determined um, in SMEs. I mean, in addition to that, we outlined the results of the 2016 National uh, Small Business Survey on what opportunities and possible, uh, possible obstacle entrepreneurs may face today. Then later on in the show, we're going to be profiling and a platform for community action that allows low-income communities to effectively organize at grassroots level. It's actually innovation uh, technology. I had an actually uh, interesting um, look yesterday. I tried to actually explore um, this 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 app. Um, you know, I was told to do star one something and, you know, and, uh, yeah, no, but anyway, let me know, uh, get into, um, into that. I mean, the owner is here. He'll definitely, uh, tell us, um, uh, about it. Let me not waste any further time. Let me get straight to the discussion and welcome, um, our guest in studio. Uh, I'm sitting with Dr. Mark Busan, who's the executive, exe- uh, who's the executive committee member of the South African Reward, um, Association. Uh, Dr. Mark, how are you? I'm well, thank you for having me. No, definitely. Um, it's good having you here. Um, and let me take this opportunity, um, just to, to, to welcome, um, to welcome Jordan. Is it Luke Jordan? Yes. Oh, okay. How are you, Luke? I'm good, thank you. How are you? No, definitely. Um, on the line, we're going to be as well joined, uh, by Ma- uh, Mike. Mike. No, it's in. You know, this, this was between Mark and Mike. There's Mike and there's Mark. Okay, Mike Anderson, who's the CEO and founder of NSBC. But let me head straight, um, to my cause. As we all know, the, um, executive pay, I mean, it's a trigger, uh, for many media, um, commentators and shareholder activities. But the truth is that remuneration, um, committees, 
um, Ramcos have developed several methodologies of tackling what is a very challenging issue. Uh, Dr. Mark will be providing insight uh, on the three main methodologies of how executive pay is determined in South Africa, specifically focusing on the SMEs, and he's going to tell us which method works best um, on their sphere. I know definitely that I'm running a business. I'm an executive myself, so more than definitely I know that something that I want to know that maybe I need to get paid better, <laughs> Dr. Mark. Um, but obviously, you the expert um, in that um, in that sphere. Maybe do you wanna maybe quickly um, tell us? Because um, obviously, there's people that might not know uh, what is the South African Reward Association. Um, do you wanna quickly tell us what what is it that you guys do? Thank you. Yes, it's a non-profit association. Oh, non-profit. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have a, a mission, and the mission is to further the reward profession. So we try to educate people in okay. how reward works, how to set it, how to administer it, how the process works, how the governance around it works, and um, we develop reward professionals. So we have internship programs, we have training programs, mm-hmm. and it's an association for reward people to belong to and uh, we provide a platform for them no definitely no thank you for that so but dr mark i mean tell me i mean the issues of executive salary um is very interesting and has challenges of its own and um, not so long ago i mean our show um had a guest from the united states and um, she said she was underpaid mainly based on the discrimination of her being a female i mean until she received assistance from lawyers who then helped her um to actually get what was owed to her uh, from the company that she was working for But now I mean the issue Obviously had landed up in court um, For her to actually Be in a position To get that I mean which methodologies Should SMEs use In this instance So SMEs Should look at Salary surveys What a salary survey is Is um, an organization Who are probably Consultants Collect the salary survey data The mm-hmm. remuneration data From companies They produce Averages and medians and quartiles and they give the data back to those companies. So you're trying to compare yourself with a company of a similar size and complexity as yourself. So if you're starting out, you're a small SMME, you've probably used your gut feel to set uh, the first pay. Uh, as you could afford it, people um, got paid. But when you pass a tipping point of around 50 to 100 people, then you need um, a more systematic way of doing it. You subscribe to the survey by giving your data to the survey. You get all the other companies' data back, and then you can say, right, what does the median pay for an accountant or a secretary or an executive or something like mm-hmm. that of an organization of a similar size as me? Is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Bulelani runs um, T, it's Township Entrepreneurship Alliance, every month. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we must invite you to one where he hosts a range of SMEs. Um, that um, obviously I know that the one thing, remuneration, uh, it's something that we do completely wrong. That's why you find well, some of us, when we started, we got in, into a business of hiring family and friends in, uh, in order to avoid um, rewarding uh, people, I mean, accordingly. And one of the interesting things that I've realized, Bulalani, even attending some of your events, SMEs are very quick to give you business cards um, and network. And most of the most interesting thing that always uh, stands out is the title of CEO. Um, I mean, alone, may, you know, uh, the title suggests big money. Uh, I mean, but does the size of the company contribute um, in a way of this? So if you're the CEO of a small shoe store or a grocery <laughs> section, you... <laughs> 
<laughs> are not paid the same as the CEO of Anglo-American or uh, Vic and Pay because what's different is the size, the size of the organization. Mm-hmm. So, so one needs to have an appreciation of how, from a pay point of view, do, do you determine the size of an organization? And size is a function of the turnover. It's the assets. It's the market capitalization if you listed. Mm-hmm. It's the number of employees. It's your net profit. And then we put them into baskets. So you've got small companies, you've got medium companies, you've got large companies, and, and you benchmark with companies of similar size and complexity. So if you've got 10 staff or 50 staff, you'll be in one bucket. If you've got 100 to 500, you'll be in another bucket, 500 to 10,000, and so on and so on. And so um, that's how you do the comparison. And, and you're quite right. You, you start off with what you've got and you employ family who mm. do things as a favor and uh, even you as the owners when mm. you start your businesses you pay yourself less you draw less because you put all the money back into the business but then there comes a point where someone wants to buy you and they do a due diligence and then they say hey but you your your pay is all too low you need to get market related salaries and that's how we're going to cost in uh, the offer to buy you as a business. Yeah. So, but, but now, I mean, what, 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 what makes a, a company uh, be in a position to, to, um, to actually pay market related? Isn't it a company that makes money? But obviously, how many small businesses are in that level that actually bring in money? So, I- indeed. So, you, you, turnover is vanity, yeah. profit is sanity, and cash flow is reality. So, if you're a struggling small company, even though the people across the road are paying better salaries or, 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 or bigger salaries, you, you can't match it because That's true. You, you're struggling. So if you've got the cash and if you've got the profit and if the money's there, ideally you need to move towards market-related. So in, in the life cycle of an organization, you've got startup, you've got growth, mature, and decline. In growth and mature, somewhere on that path is where you can set the salaries to be market related mm. on startup there you scratch with a string and a piece of plaster and a piece <laughs> of glue <laughs> you know you're stuck yeah. but there the emphasis is on um ownership so shares so so you you own 50 percent and you own 50 percent what's in it for you is that you want to grow the worth of your share you mm. see so that's also remuneration in a way if, even though it's not moolah you know that you can spend mm. right now but but when it's worth a hundred million well then mm. you get uh, your money look you look like you pay yourself market so related industry no <laughs> are you sure yes very sure <laughs> no definitely so maybe doctor i mean how does the size um, and technological changes of the industry influence the salaries though so there's a high correlation between company size and the ceo's remuneration it's it's as simple as that the, the bigger the organization the higher you get paid so there's several methods, and all the methods kind of go down to the same answer in one way or the other. Mm-hmm. It boils down to uh, uh, market benchmarking, where you look at the size of the the organization. You can do um, how do other firms, if you're a big bank, how do the other big banks perform mm. and relative to their performance? That's a, a relative issue. And, and the last one is measuring in millimeters, where we take measurements and we measure the job and size it to a very specific point and um, we can tell you within 10,000 rand how much you should be earning. Okay. And, and, and the, the point you raised about women is absolutely true. So there's, there's, there's this thing called the gender gap yeah. and the 77 cents debate where women in the U.S. Uh, earn 77 cents to the dollar. 
And um, there you can rephrase it by saying from October they work for free. Um, that hurts because uh, oh, you're doing sure. the same job. <laughs> I think I think yeah. Yeah, I think that drives it home. <laughs> yeah, and and what we're trying to do is understand how does it happen. You know why does it happen? Because when you go to a company and you say, do you do in your company pay men and women the same? Everyone says yes. Let's see your remuneration policy. It looks perfect. There's nothing there that says we pay according to gender or race or whatever mm. the case is. But um, it creeps in because of a big. Long history and social bias that says, oh, maybe there's a male breadwinner. Mm. Maybe they're going to go off and have a baby. Maybe this, maybe that. And, uh, and, and, and we've also found that women aren't as good at negotiating and asking for that deal. They, they trust. They say, pay me fairly. Pay me on the midpoint of the pay scale. Whereas a guy might be a lot more pushy and he might say, hey, Let's do it. But it's inexcusable, and um, we have something called equal pay for work of equal value. It's Section 6 of the Employment Equity Act, and uh, our companies in South Africa, by law, have to state um, why they pay certain jobs a certain value uh, the same amount of money. Okay. Um, Dr. Before I move over to Mark, is there a specified market benchmark for SMEs, though? So all the um, salary surveys would include SMEs. So okay. they would have the small organizations, the medium and the large, and um, any one of the big salary survey providers in South Africa would have data for SMEs. So SMEs need to just find the closest salary survey provider to them and uh, make sure they're comfortable with the supplier, and they will be able to get the data in exchange for them giving their remuneration data. Yes, it. Um, moving right along, um, I think let me move over to Mr. Mike Anderson, um, who's the CEO and founder um, of the National Small Business Chamber. Um, Mr. Anderson, how are you, sir? Uh, good to be here. No, no definitely. Um, we're looking forward to having you in studio, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Time is there, and unfortunately, I would have loved to have been there, but certainly next time. No, definitely. Um, we, you, you, you heard that I was just asking, um, <laughs> um, you know, Dr. Mark, um, about the benchmark, um, uh, for SMEs. Obviously, you being, um, you know, the CEO and founder of the National Small Business, um, I mean, you realize that uh, despite the tough economic times, um, South African SMEs, um, have shown and continued resilience. I mean, according to the, um, 2016 National Business um, Survey. Um, I mean, it's something that 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 is definitely um, I mean out there that we're struggling with, as far as small business is concerned. Maybe before I actually get to my question um, that I want to ask you, um, do you want to perhaps quickly tell us um, what is um, the National Small Business Chamber of Commerce? Yes, of course. Thank you for that. National Small Business Chamber, or NSBC, is abbreviated. It's the biggest, largest organisation representing the small to medium business, business sector. Also, the fastest growing organisation. We have over 109,000 SMEs who are members of our organisation. Importantly, a non-profit organisation, and uh, our whole mission in life is, of course, to help SMEs stay in business and help them to build their businesses. Hmm. No, definitely. Um, we like that. Um, I mean, um, thank you, by the way, um, for your time. And well, one, of, one, one of the things that I want to ask, uh, Mike, uh, poor financial management, I mean, still remains um, the biggest problem for SMEs. Because um, it's one of the things that I was asking um, Dr. Mark um, in regards to as well as the benchmark and the size of the company data mining that. Um, I mean, why do you think um, SMEs are having poor financial management um, problems? 
Thank you for that. You, you know, at the top of the poll, if you look at the, the survey and the, the consistency of the survey, uh, you know, the financial aspect comes into it. And if you look around the financial aspect, uh, you know, the access to funding uh, is an important part of that. And of course, uh, small businesses are struggling to access funding, and uh, there's a number of reasons for that. Uh, we, we get back to the financial management side, but certainly right at the top there is access to funding. Uh, uh, there is poor financial skills related to poor financial management. Uh, I think what's important there is that small businesses are not understanding the importance of credit worthiness and monitoring their credit worthiness and therefore these kind of factors uh, they're not behaving themselves in a way uh, to borrow money and of course the lenders aren't giving them the education to be able to uh, make that right decision to be able to access funding. So certainly a lack of training uh, uh, innate skills related to finances uh, is a big problem and of course we spend a great deal of our time throughout the year uh, through what we do in educating SMEs what they need to do to understand the ports of cash flow and to show themselves to be brutal on the money and of course behave themselves in a way so that they can access funding. So, um, Mike Bulelani here, the host co-host, I'm sure you're thinking, hey, who's this guy with the voice? <laughs> so, I mean, you know, one of the things that, it, well, one of the things that is top of my mind is that other, the, other than financials, what are some of the other problems you guys incur when it comes to the SMMEs? Well, very importantly, finance is one thing, but uh, the number one challenge right now, if you look at all the factors in our survey, is the inability for a small business to build a customer base and boost top-line sales. So the lack of sales and marketing training, uh, the inability for the business owner to be the rainmaker in that business, and uh, the way SMEs struggle to find customers, to build their customer base, and to boost top line, has almost overtaken the problems of funding and financial management. And, you know, we have a saying that, uh, you know, if you can make the sale and if you have an abundant... Hello? Hello, hello. No, we're still here. No, no, you're still here. Yes, of course. You know, if you have an abundance of sales, cash will flow. And if cash flows, you can fix anything. Oh, okay. Now, that's true. And I mean, I mean, in terms of um, what sort of challenges have you seen? I just want to go off the, off the book here. You know, because oh, oftentimes we're told that systems and processes govern the development of businesses. And do you find that most of these SMMEs have got systems and processes um, in their companies? My apologies, I didn't get your question. Um, we told oftentimes that systems and processes are what govern uh, yes. business, the, or businesses or yes. rather business growth. Do you find that most of these businesses have systems and processes or even have knowledge of such a thing? You know, what's very important, and thank you for that question, is that uh, the foundation of every business uh, must be uh, at the forefront. And in the foundation of that business, systems, uh, uh, financial platforms, uh, controls, and the ability uh, for that SME to self-compliant is extremely important in their road ahead. If we can have a solid foundation of base which comes into systems, we can then focus on building our castle. And the unfortunate part about many SMEs is that administratively and system-wise, uh, about 82% of them are not focusing on getting their systems intact, no matter how simple that's necessary to be, but they're not focusing on getting the systems in tech in order, in order for them to go out there and build their castle.
Yeah, that's true. And I mean, I think, you know, I mean, I'm an entrepreneur myself and I mean, I go into business or rather go, I wake up every day going out there trying to find ways of, uh, you know, uh, doing business much better or to the level as big business. And I mean, I think my, my question here is apart from customer satisfaction and service, what are some of the tools that I can put in place to help me as a small business owner to grow my business to that level? That's a great question. And if you look at the problem, one of the biggest challenges is for a small business is to have that competitive edge over big business. And one of the fundamental uh, uh, concerns that have come out of the latest survey is that majority of small businesses are not taking care of their professional image. Many don't have websites. Many don't have the professional personalized email system. So, for example, if you're a small business owner and you want to compete in mainstream, you need to professionalize the image of your business. You need to and this is not a costly exercise. Every small business needs to have a presence, an online presence, a physical presence, and of course, an image presence so they can project the image and the professionalism of where they're going. And the problem is that you cannot run uh, your own business successfully if you're not running off a personalized domain, you're not running off a personalized email, and you don't have some form of online presence. So we see the biggest challenge there. And if you look at the statistics coming out now, is that 69% of small businesses don't have a website. And we're talking about formal business here. We're talking about that 39% of small businesses don't have a personalized email account. And these are the kind of things that we can do as a small business right now to have that competitive edge and get moving in a positive and accelerated direction. I mean, you know, you speak, you're speaking about... Um uh, I think websites and stuff And it brings a topic in my head Which is brand equity I mean you know the, the, the whole concept and idea of brand equity Is one that a lot of us as small businesses Don't really think about That um, a brand Simply I mean a brand is a promise made And a promise delivered How important is it as uh, for us small businesses To know that from the day we open our shops We're not only building our financials And balance sheet But we're also building brand equity Absolutely, and you know, and for us to project that brand up there, we we, we need to we need to uh, make that as part of our basic fundamental foundation of our business. And when we intend to go into business or we want to build our business, we need to compete in the open market. We need to do business with other small businesses and we need to do business with big businesses and government. So therefore, creating an infrastructure of systems, of brand and of projecting that image out there. So from the other side, it's perceived that you're a major operator. Now, how many small that you may be, that's got nothing to do with it. You need to have that full circle array uh, of compliance, uh, of professional compliance in order to be able to compete in this market today. Man, that was very, very insightful. We'd really love to have you in studio so that we yes, are not deprived. I feel very deprived because you, you've got a wealth <laughs> of knowledge. Um, thank you very much for your time. Um, thank you very much. Thank I'm you. I'm very thank grateful. You. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you now. Um, that was uh, definitely um, Mr. Mike um, Anderson, um, who's the founder and CEO uh, for Small Business South Africa. Um, before we actually, um, you know, we're with Mike, we're speaking to Dr. Mark. Um, you know, we were, we we're speaking to Dr. Mark. Um, and maybe let me go back to him because I think he's got something interesting that <laughs> he seems to have on his mind. Thank you. Thank you for that. I just want to pick up on one of the points that he spoke about, and that is systems. One of the 
systems is a pay system. Mm-hmm. And uh, your pay system is probably 50, 60, 70% of your costs. So if you put in a good incentive scheme to drive sales or you put in a good commission scheme, that's really what one should be looking at from a from a remuneration point of view. That's where Sara can assist. Come and do one of the courses or get involved and find out how to actually structure your pay so that you motivate people to get them to go out and get those big deals. So then uh, do, do companies pay for that? Very much so. Okay. Very much so. So if you bring in a big deal, you only need to look at the SABC, bring in a great big deal, you get 11 million mm. rand. Um, if, uh, if, if you've got other people who are doing sales for you, uh, give them a good commission scheme. Some people design commission schemes where they give too much commission. Some give too little and don't get the behavior. So that, that, that is an art, setting the remuneration correctly. Wow, no, definitely. Uh, it's actually interesting. I think, I think me and you must, must definitely sit and discuss this remuneration thing. Uh, let me cross over to, 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 to Luke, uh, Jordan from Grassroots. Luke, do you want to quickly tell us, um, what is it, what is Grassroots? Uh, sure. So Grassroots is a set of simple tools to make it easier for ordinary people to organize and mobilize their neighbors. Um, so it works over any phone. Um, the code that you referenced earlier is star 134 star 1994 hash. <laughs> um, and that'll work on an old Nokia um, with little to no airtime or a poor connection. Um, and it takes you through a few set of simple menus. If you can recharge airtime, you can use uh, the applications and the tools. And what it does is it allows you to create a group, recruit people into your group. Whenever you create a group, it creates a unique PIN code for your group. Mm-hmm. If people enter that after the code, after the 134-1994, it adds them to your group. And then you can send out meeting requests. You'll have automated meeting reminders. You can call votes on your group, record actions. The meeting call in particular, we think about it as, um, you know, in a lot of settlements, there's the guy who drives around in the back of the, of the bucky with the megaphone telling everybody when it's time to have a community meeting. And we pretty much replace that with a simple cell phone-based um, application that will just tell everybody it's time to have a community meeting. You can take a decision in that, and then we'll remind people of the results of it. Mm. So is this f- is this for free? Yes. Um, so the okay, But look, there's a catch somewhere. Huh? <laughs> Doctor, you know that we don't have things for free, right? Um, Indeed. <laughs> so I will say, so the base system... Um, is free to use. We're actually a non-profit um, as well, so we're funded by various foundations. Um, we are going to be introducing a freemium model, um, so we're going to be rolling that out by the end of the year, which will introduce additional complexity so that you can customize your messages, so that you can um, have slightly wider networks of groups and so on. So that will be on a subscription basis, but the basic tool is for free, and it's something that we've built for free because we wanted to help people really and very low-income communities who don't have the resources to be able to use higher. I mean, um, yesterday Asanda sent in invite. I mean, using this tool, mm-hmm. um, I thought it was very cool. Um, you know, when actually when she showed me the message, it was actually a message confirming the show. Right. Uh, for, for 1 p.m. How is how's this different from WhatsApp, though? So, great question. Um, so, there are a couple of things that it does that WhatsApp doesn't. Um, one is it does reach people um, on any kind of phone, and it'll do that across your group. So, let's say half of the people in your group have a smartphone and half don't. What 
this will do is it'll make sure that everybody gets the message. Uh, the second thing it does is um, it cuts out what some uh, some of the groups we work with call the dead cat problem, mm-hmm. which is you start a WhatsApp group to start organizing or mobilizing or doing something productive. A few weeks later, somebody's cat dies and they post a message to the group saying, hey, my cat died. Somebody else posts a picture of a cute cat and within a few days, basically, your productive WhatsApp group has become a forum for people swapping um, dog photos. I can assure you we won't post cats. <laughs> 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 Not <laughs> black people don't pose cats. <laughs> um, and then the other thing that it does is um, there's a lot of automation and tracking. So, for example, on WhatsApp, if you want to say take a poll, everybody has to say yes or no. You have to count that up. Um, we just automate the counting of that um, and the recording of it, and we automate the reminders. The last thing I say is we do try to the extent possible to integrate with WhatsApp. So anything that you call on the on, on the app, we have a smartphone version that you can do a one-tap share to a WhatsApp group. So you can just integrate across them if people hmm. are using both. So, 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 so uh, I mean, Dr. Mank, um, these are some of the technologies you can use where you've got um, a lot of staff members. Um, I mean, <laughs> I'll make an example. Now we've got, we've got banks um, that have two CEOs and others that have, you know. So maybe we must introduce this uh, <laughs> so so that they speak among themselves. And, eh? and, and and it's a great tool for SMMEs if you're in business and you want to communicate with your workers. And uh, today you need to come into work earlier or later or do you need to do this? Or someone there has got a big deal. Can we support him? That everyone knows what they're doing. So I, I like it. Yeah, no, definitely not. I, I, I like it too, Brunani. Did you do you like the technology? You, no, must, no. you must actually try it. After, no. when we, after the show, you must show it might work. No, no. I think I think I think that one of the biggest things that I'm thinking about because I run a network and I'm sitting here trying to think. So with the township entrepreneurs that uh, Debuch was telling the doctor about. I'm trying to think how could we use this for them because the nice thing there is that we'd like it to be interactive mm. where we are always mm. putting up info. But I mean, does it, does it, does it slow down when it gets bigger? Uh, who can administer? Can it be, can it be, can, can it be administered by more than one individual? Because I think that the challenge that we get from other network, not networks, but rather programs like uh, WhatsApp is that that's the biggest challenge. Mm. So if I don't administer that, mm. no one else does mm. administer that mm. and it becomes a mm. bit of a problem for working with the team mm. and trying to facilitate information to everybody else. Yeah. So I think first on the question of does it get slow as it gets bigger, one of the groups that started using our tools about six, seven months ago has grown from a few dozen people to 1400 people in their grassroots group at the moment um, and they regularly will call three or four meetings a week mm. and we haven't really noticed for free them. yeah, yeah. Um, they are they're a community movement that's fighting a pretty noble struggle in their communities so it's mm. the kind of thing that we don't mind and also I say to people um, you know SMS is relative to the cost of like senior software developer time. It's actually these are kind of different worlds in terms of kind of unit costs. But in terms of the administration, um, we have built it from the beginning to be flexible in that sense. So you can appoint multiple organizers and in your group you can have multiple organizers, you can have committee members and ordinary members and then you can customize the permission. So let's say you want to say uh, ordinary members can't call meetings but committee members can. You can do that um, and you can revoke and add that permission with the click of a button on the smartphone app. There is a smartphone version too that allows you to set all of those kind of features. But I mean, with such an application, I mean, how big is it? Because I think that um, we're in a very data sensitive um, area in our yes. lives. I mean, how, how big, how, how long does it, is, is the application quick to load and how much data does it use and what are the costs involved? 
So um, overall, in terms of the application at the moment, um, we've got almost 10,000 users. Um, we are the smartphone app, so the star 134, star 1994 hash, that version doesn't use any data. It is quite simple because you have to use menus, and it takes you through a set of menus. If you have a smartphone, there's an Android app. We haven't built an iPhone, an iOS app, because it's not really our core market. Um, the Android app, um, we're pretty focused on keeping the size small, so it's an under 10 meg download from the Play Store. And then once it works, we've also focused a lot of our time building it with an offline mode. So you can actually switch it offline, do a bunch of tasks, go back online, and it'll sync up. And also, it only syncs anything that's changed since the last time you used it. So we've been pretty – because our core market is a lot of sort of community movements in areas where people are really – we estimate kind of around 40% of our current users spend less than 20 rand a week on airtime. So we've really optimized it so that it can work for people on that really limited budget. Are you free or are you dumb? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dr. Mark, I mean, speaking about freedom, in one of your articles, I mean, you spoke about freedom to think in the context of freedom to act. Mm-hmm. Um, that is actually the last question. What did you mean by that? Mm-hmm. Thank you. So the more um, leeway you have to do whatever you want to do in your job, more probably the higher up you are in your organization. And uh, you're going to get paid more. If you have to wash a car and you have to use this bucket and that piece of soap and that piece of lappy, then uh, your freedom to act is less. Mm. So freedom to act is one way of setting executive pay. Out of many, it's just one of the items that gets used in uh, job evaluation. Uh, doctor, you know, can I take advantage of my power right now and request a meeting or one-on-one just for you to check my remuneration and, and advise? No problem. We will gladly do a benchmark exercise yeah. for you. No, definitely. I, think, yeah. <laughs> I can see the doctor walking to your office and your staff has been listening to this interview. It's either could be a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, no, you must not definitely go. Uh, but more than anything, thanks a lot, um, gentlemen, uh, in terms of um, being um, here on the show. Um, we really had a great time with you. Hopefully next time when we want to have you for another discussion, we're definitely able to have you. Sure. Definitely. Thank yeah, you very much. No, definitely. Thank you. Uh, Luke is yeah. not alone. He's with the lady, uh, the community builder. Um, just come say hi to, 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 to the listeners. Uh, tell us who you are. Yes. What is this you do? Okay. San Mulani. Hey. My name is Nogwande Sihlali. I'm a community builder at Grassroots. And basically what my boss said, I agree with. Yeah. <laughs> I like <it>. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is this is, this is not usual. Yeah, this is only on radio that she says that. Every single thing. <laughs> yeah, okay. Definitely. No, she's a, she's a good, she's a, she's a good employee. Yeah, Gentlemen, we usually close the show off in style. Um, with a word of uh, th- a word of thirty second inspiration to somebody that is listening. So, if you've started your own business, make sure you take care of your cash. Make sure you pay people correctly, and make sure that you incentivize them to be engaged and deliver your results for you. Mm. Only if they bring in enough money. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. Um, I would just say that I think the um, you know South Africa's economy at the moment, we need more and more entrepreneurs. We need people to take the risk to go out and do things. And people ask me, I was asked yesterday, how do we keep doing this after having coming from a corporate job? And trust me, it's pretty tough, but it's so much more satisfying and enjoyable to be building something. And rewarding. Exactly. And yeah. rewarding, well, in the long term, but to be building something yeah. that's yours rather than writing documents. Definitely. Ma'am, word of inspiration quickly? Uh, because I'm the only female left, mm. for me, I'll just say for the females, keep passionate and keep working hard. That's all you can do 
Don't look for a rich guy, please stop. Don't look that. for a blesser. No, like please blessing. stop with the blessers. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah, man. I think um, with all that's that's been said, you've got me thinking about the remuneration. Um you got me thinking a bit about that and I think I'll go I'll have to go back and uh uh consider that. But to everyone who's out there, pay uh your helpers what they are worth. I saw I saw checkpoint last night. Pay them what they are worth. Do not cheat your helpers or Everyone out there, your employees, pay them, pay them, da, yeah. da, pay them. Get no, things definitely. Done. Uh, no, thank you for joining us on the show. In closing, what am I saying? Uh, put the effort, put the energy, uh, go out of your comfort zone if you need to learn a new thing and let your worth and your value be the one that determines how much numeration that you need to get, how much value that you need to get out there. Remember, South Africa has got 50 million people. Those 50 million people are sitting with my money and your money. But for them to take out a rind of their money to actually give them to you, they need to find value in return. So what value are you giving the world? Ladies and gentlemen, this is all that we had for you today, right here on 360Biz. Right here on Cliff Central, you can always go to the website www.cliffcentral.com and listen to the podcast if you've missed out the show. Catch us again next time, same place, right here on Cliff Central, on 360Biz. My name is Devo Mafodi and Bulalani Balabala. Get things done. We out. Cliffcentral.com.